Now, Twitter has been at the forefront of the news cycle for the past couple of weeks. However, today I wanted to divert our attention to questions that many of us have been asking, but few seem to be able to answer. Questions such as, why is our government continuously allowing criminals to run rampant on our streets? Why does it seem that America delves further into insanity every single day? Why is the cartel in charge of our border? And why is our media allowed to shape our reality based on government propaganda? Why are the leaders that we've tasked with securing our nation continuing to lie to our faces and push solutions that we all know aren't solving any problems? My theory, our government is using chaos and lawlessness to usher in an authoritarian AI surveillance state. But if you're a regular listener to this show, then you already knew that. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and thank you guys for being patient with me as I traveled across the nation. I know it's been a while since we've done this show. However, I have been a busy bee. I hit Albuquerque. I was in Florida. I just got back from Washington, D.C. because I was on Tim Pool's show just last night. So if you missed me, you can check out any of my news hits or that show as well. It was two hours long. And then we did an extra hour behind a paywall where we talked about a lot of the off-limits topics that you're not allowed to discuss here on YouTube. So go and check that out. But I'm excited to get to the show today. And really delve into the issues that we should be focusing in on. Now, I've been reading this new book, and it has really detailed Bilderberg, the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, and how we essentially have this illusion of choice, right? Not only in the products that we're able to shop for in the grocery store, where we think we have all of these different options and this uh, array of items that we can choose from, when in reality, it's what? I believe 11 companies that actually own everything. Our government is very similar. The Council on Foreign Relations is essentially a secret society where they allow us to think that we can vote for the you know, elected officials and leaders in our government that we pick. So it's really interesting to me to see how everything in our government is designed. And I took a couple step, steps back too, because people have been asking me in my own interviews, because you guys know that I focus in a lot on the crime, the homelessness, the drug abuse that is happening in our cities. I actually have another trip coming up here shortly, um, one more before the end of the year. A lot of people ask me, Sab, why is it that our government and our politicians are afraid to put criminals in jail and keep them there? And I finally went through this entire thought process of why that is, what our government is actually utilizing the chaos and lawlessness for. We're going to delve into all of that today. But of course, before we get into that, please remember that this show is funded by you guys. If you like the show, please go check out my subscribe star. This is a super fun way to support me. You also get access to direct messaging with me. I put a lot of behind the scenes, um, you know, pictures, footage up on this platform. I also put research links to each and every single show um, that is actually provided for free. You do not have to be a subscriber to access that. But a lot of you ask, hey, Sav, where did you get this article from? Where is this piece of research from? Can I get that video? You guys can go to my subscribe star and you can find all of that for each and every single episode. So check that out. Link down below. Or you guys can, of course, check out Old Country Soap. This is one of my other favorite ways to support the show by going to oldcountrysoap.com, coupon code SAV, that's S-A-V, for 20% off of your order. Now, you guys know that this is a product that I use every single day and absolutely love. We have Christmas coming up, so take advantage of that 20% off. Get your mom, sister, brother, niece, uncle, and anybody. Everybody uses soap, my friends. And what better soap could you buy than an American-made, all-natural, chemical-free product that has incredible ingredients, bentonite clay, tallow. You guys are oftentimes asking me, hey, Sav, how does your skin 
skin looks so nice. I truly always tell you guys, you got to take care of your body from the inside and the outside. And I love taking care of my skin with Old Country Soap. So check that out. Again, made in the USA. Uh, oldcountrysoap.com. Use coupon code SAV for 20% off of your order. And without further ado, we will now jump into the show. Now, before I give you guys my whole entire synopsis of how I think the government is using criminals to, again, usher in the AI surveillance state, I want to go through a quick news blitz with you and highlight some of the most recent news as an example of how how we're essentially living through the movie Idiocracy. If you guys have never seen that movie, um, you could probably just go out in the modern day or scroll through Twitter and it's essentially the exact same thing. Uh, everyone in the modern day has no ability to think for themselves, which is why we have legitimate people in our society who have applauded Vladimir Zelensky being named Time's Person of the Year for 2022. Yes, my friends, we have Time Magazine highlighting and promoting a criminal, okay? I, I'm just going to straight up call him what he is at this point, and I will we'll go into why I think this way about Zelensky later on in the show. And I've talked extensively about this before, but Time Magazine in itself is a joke. Remember, these are the same people that were writing about the fortification of our elections back in 2020 and our Democrats made sure to really fortify those so that way they were uh, in office, making sure our country was doing great as it is currently um, doing now. Keep in mind too, what I like to highlight with these types of stories is how we are constantly fed this propaganda by our media that the bad guys in society are actually the good guys. One of these bad guys being Joe Biden. Let's not forget that his frequent Delaware trips have cost taxpayers at least $11 million so far since he, he has been in office. Keep in mind, we have inflation and expiring benefits um, causing more Americans to go hungry. This comes from Bloomberg. So while you are going hungry because of the rising inflation rates, Joe Biden is enjoying his every single weekend vacation in his beach house in Delaware. He's enjoying sending billions of dollars to Ukraine that then get laundered back into the Democrat Party via FTX. By the way, Sam Bankman-Fried, Caroline Ellison, still not in jail. No, there's just still, you know, running free because they donated to the correct people. Um, <clears throat> another example of where our society is currently at and how insane things have gotten. American Girl is now encouraging toddlers to become transgender. So this is a headline from the Daily Mail that reads, American Girl is accused of stripping away all innocence in book that teaches children as young as three how to change gender by asking doctors for puberty blockers. And if you actually go to this article, it says that the Smart Girl's Guide is a body image um advice book for young girls as young as three years old on how to change their gender by asking doctors for puberty blockers. A passage in the book advises, if you haven't gone through puberty yet, the doctor might offer medicine to delay your body's changes. It also provides a list of resources for organizations the children can turn to if you don't have an adult that you trust. And parents, of course, have slammed that book um, because the contents they said are deceptive and dangerous with that 96-page book again being billed as a guide marketed to girls between the ages of three and 12 years old. And if you actually read into this article, uh, it basically makes puberty sound like this thing where, okay, your body is going through changes. And again, understand why these adults are targeting children the way that they are, because 
kids that are going through puberty already feel awkward. They're already trying to grasp onto whatever is popular. They're already feeling weird about their own body and changes. And so now you have American Girl, which was a very popular brand when I was younger. I remember wanting an American Girl doll and all of the books and all of that. And I had a lot of friends who were involved in that as well. Um, that's why this brand is now targeting these girls and basically saying, oh, well, if you feel weird about your body or natural about it, then you can, you know, circumvent your parents and then go get puberty blockers from your doctor. So absolutely abhorrent what's happening in our society. And the reason I'm bringing this up too is again, just to kind of like preface where we're at. Uh, we have um, Russian President Vladimir Putin signing a law expanding the restrictions on LGBTQ propaganda. Russia banning, um, spreading information about gender transitioning to minors. Of course, people in the United States would say that is an absolutely horrible thing and that Russia is public enemy number one. Um, but you know what? I do agree with Vladimir Putin, who said that the West is satanic and look at how we're targeting our children. Look at the difference uh, between the mentality in the United States. I mean, you have FIFA going on right now in Qatar, I believe. And there's a lot of people that are trying to go and be advocates for LGBTQ rights. And it's absolutely hilarious, right? Because these are the same people who say, don't go colonize and spread your culture to other countries and try to impose your culture on other countries. And then, uh, you know, you have the, the World Cup happening here. And these very same activists are doing that exact same thing by trying to bring the LGBTQ propaganda to the Middle East, essentially. So wanted to give you guys a quick update on where we're currently at in the United States. Everything is still absolutely insane. And the crime rates have gotten crazy. Now, going into the highlight of this show, because I know a lot of you guys want me to talk about the Twitter files, but I'm just going to be quite honest with you and say that I really was underwhelmed with them because we've already known since 2020 that big tech was working with and again, I guess this was an assumption on my part, the government to suppress news that opposed them, right? News that exposed them. That's why Hunter Biden's story was suppressed on Twitter ahead of the 2020 elections. Granted, the Twitter files that Elon Musk released were that smoking gun, right? They were the proof that all of the conspiracy theories that the right wing has been spreading actually turned out to be true. I, however, was very underwhelmed with it. I've kind of been underwhelmed with the news cycle as a whole. And I also uh, still feel too, I'm very grateful to Elon Musk for what he has done with Twitter as a platform. I think that he is pushing it in a positive direction. However, we still don't truly have free speech on that platform when people like Alex Jones are censored. Kanye West was even banned off of the platform again last week because he shared what Elon Musk said was an image that incited violence. How does an image incite violence? I'm not sure. And if you say it's because it's anti-Semitic, an image, okay, that's Kanye West's uh, you know, right to share that type of content. I've always said this, and this is what I said last night as well, that I am a free speech absolutist because you should allow anybody in society to utilize their free speech to expose themselves essentially, right? And then let society decide if their ideas are good or bad. That's why the First Amendment is a good thing and why we shouldn't be censoring people on either side of the aisle. So Twitter still needs a lot of work and Elon Musk and himself too because the right wing loves to do this where they have this new savior, they latch on to them and they can do no wrong. They did this with Donald Trump for the past four or five years. And now they're kind of doing it with Elon Musk. But we're going to talk about Neuralink today. We're going to talk about all of the AI that is being pushed into society because I continuously keep seeing these articles about how we're going to have driverless cars in Las Vegas, how 
we uh, are having Neuralink human testing trials that are going to be happening. And everyone is saying this is such a good thing. But I really sat down and I thought about it and I said, okay, why is it that our government is allowing the lawlessness and crime to happen on our streets? Why is it that a North Philly gas station owner had to hire private security to protect his gas station? This comes from Jason Martinez from Fox 29 News. A North Philly owner says he's had enough violent crime at his gas station, so he's hired these guys to protect his customers in store. Does this make you feel safer or uncomfortable? Of course, a large portion of the internet said, oh, this is unsafe, I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. When we should be asking the question, why have our cities gotten so bad that we now have private businesses having to hire security because the police are no longer existent. Let's read into the story a little bit before I get into my, uh, again, hypothesis about what is currently going on. Uh, the owner of a Philadelphia gas station chain hired private security guards with semi-automatic weapons to guard his properties after several cases of burglary, carjackings, and vandalism, a move that has divided the residents. Neil Patel, who operates 22 gas stations around Philadelphia, told local media that he was sick of the crimes being committed in the city and decided to hire the security personnel who can now be seen around his gas stations in Kevlar vests and semi-automatic weapons. He said that they're tired of the nonsense, the robbery, the drug trafficking, hanging around, and gangs. And uh, I believe as well, since he has hired this private security, there hasn't been as much of an issue with crime. Um, he goes on to say, make no mistake, folks, it's dangerous out here. It's the wild, wild west in, and I quote, Philadelphia. So that's Philly for you right now, right? And we are asking the question, why is Soros-funded DA Larry Krasner of Philadelphia allowing this to happen? Why is it that uh, hard drugs have been decriminalized in Portland, Oregon, and people are allowed to shoot up heroin in the streets? Why is it that you can go to Skid Row in Los Angeles, you can go to the streets of San Francisco, and there are needles strewn about everywhere? Why is it that homelessness is so bad in New York City, in the Bronx? Why is it that people are getting shot and killed in Chicago, and nobody is facing repercussion for this? The same career criminals continue to be arrested, and then released from jail to go and commit more crimes. Remember that rapist in New York City who had 25 prior assaults or arrests and then went on to rape another woman jogger that was ahead of Kathy Hochul's uh, New York governor's race, which she got reelected for. I'm baffled at that, but whatever. So we see all of this going on, and I finally sat down and said, okay, you know what this is? This is our government utilizing crime, chaos, and lawlessness to usher in their greater plan. I wrote all of this out, so I'll basically like highlight it for you here, right? So government releases of violent criminals onto the streets. The lawlessness ensues. The government simultaneously institutes the forced vaccination and military and police recruitment lowers. They've also now weeded out those recruits that aren't going to blindly follow government orders and um, the officers that are now serving include the subservient government pawns willing to carry out authoritarian wants. Then we move on from there. Robots are now needed because the streets are too dangerous for the public due to the lack of police and the intense crime. And then we have to arm those robots and then we have facial recognition as well. We adopt these policies to control the lawlessness and to, um, you know, help with 
these insane cities that are just being overrun with crime. AI is then used by our government to track us, to monitor us in the name of safety. Social credit score ensues. Those who don't comply are dealt with. See China as an example. And then we're all enslaved. So that was my natural progression of where things are currently going. And again, we'll, we'll start off with the release of the violent criminals onto our streets and the current lawlessness that we're all experiencing. Now, let's take a peek at what is currently going on in Los Angeles. scene that you typically see in Los Angeles every single day is criminals will just go into stores and they will grab as much merchandise as possible and they will just run out. Uh, I was talking to one of my cousins who says this is a regular occurrence in California. Her and her friends will be at the mall and they'll just watch this happen. It's just an everyday thing. Nobody's even shocked or surprised by it because... This is just life in L.A. This is just life in New York City. Remember in San Francisco, as long as you steal, I believe, under $900 worth of merchandise, you're off scot-free. It's not a big deal, my friends. Let's go through some of the uh, headlines as well that really highlight the lawlessness we're all living through. From CNBC, rising thefts at Walmart could lead to price jumps and store closures, the CEO says. Walmart CEO Doug McMillian, Millen said theft is becoming a bigger issue at stores across the U.S., and if the problem continues, it could lead to store closures and price jumps. Keep in mind that this is not the first um, big corporate yeah, corporation that said that they're going to have to close stores because of the lawlessness and because of the crime. In San Francisco, uh, I believe it was WeWork or one of those tech companies that was saying, hey, don't worry about coming into work um, if you live in San Francisco because it is literally that dangerous to have to even come into the building. I have interviewed employees of the district attorney in downtown Los Angeles who have told me themselves that they have been chased by the homeless to their vehicles. That's just a normal occurrence. Remember that in Portland, I believe Starbucks is about to close their third location due to the crime and due to the lawlessness. Let's keep going. From the New York Post, one out of every 179 Americans will eventually be murdered if crime rates continues. A study examining murders in 2021 based on death certificate data projects that one out of 179 Americans will eventually be murdered over the course of their lifetime if the country's murder rate remains at 2021 levels. From the Daily Mail, exclusive, it's frightening for society. Thousands of convicted pedophiles in California are being released from prison in less than a year for horrific acts, including rape, sodomy, and sexual abuse of kids under 14, a DailyMail.com investigation reveals. And this is directly related to Proposition 57, a 2016 bill allowing early parole for nonviolent felons, which was supported by L.A.'s District Attorney George Gascon. Again, from the New York Post, homeless man with 25 prior arrests busted in rape of New York City jogger is suspect in two other sex crimes. That was the uh, story that I was just highlighting for you there. Felony surged 40% on New York City subways compared to 2021, uh, MTA touting more cops to stem crime wave. Uh, again, from the New York Post, how walking to and from New York City schools has become a deadly nightmare for some students. Fentanyl trafficking cartel turned Los Angeles into top U.S. distribution hub per the feds. Now, this is just a small example of the lawlessness that is being allowed to prosper on our city streets. So with that's step one, right? 
the lawlessness ensues, the chaos ensues, we're all living in fear, we, we're not allowed to have guns to protect ourselves, because if you're living in a democratic city, they have very restrictive gun laws, because you are not allowed to protect yourselves, but the same politicians who are telling you that you can't ex exercise your Second Amendment right are surrounded by private security with guns all day, every day, but that's none of my business. So that's step one. We see the lawlessness every single day. Remember that it was New York constituents that were begging Kathy Hochul to get crime under control as they reelected her. So we all know this is currently happening. Now we go to the second step of this, which was the, the um, again, lowering recruitment of our military and of our police force. Essentially, the calling of the good people in these organizations ousting them so that way the only people that are involved and want to be involved in these organizations are those that are still willing in 2022 to go shut down a an American business owner for not following COVID restrictions and policies. Yes, that's something that just recently happened this week. Now, an example of where our military is currently at, this was a picture that was going around Twitter today from Pup Ravage, and it says, well, after nearly three decades in uniform, this whole army dog is finally done. As of today, he's Colonel Ravage, U.S. Army retired. It's been a great run. Hashtag alpha pup, hashtag army pup, hashtag proud pup, hashtag service dog. And what you are seeing here is a retired army veteran wearing a leather puppy kink mask. And I wanted to show you it from the actual account, but this person saw their picture going viral and went private. Luckily for me, the internet is undefeated, and we have this beautiful graphic to really and perfectly encapsulate where our military is currently at. You have Rachel Levine, the biological man pretending to be a woman, who is our health secretary. In the uh, top left. And then you have our Navy, Army men, our military men waving the LGBTQ flag, the trans flag, all of the inclusive flags as they march down the street. And then you have on the bottom left and right our puppy kink boys because uh, on top of the retired Army men posting his own photo, there was a, another puppy service member that posted his own photo in response to that. So that is our current military. That's where we're at in 2022. And keep in mind that there were a lot of service members, my own little sister included, that got kicked out of the service because they refused to get vaccinated, because they refused to capitulate to the government. And for some reason, Required vaccination for military members is still a thing. Listen to Karine Jean-Pierre um, talk about this. Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather, uh, rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake what we saw, uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. Making sure our troops are prepared and ready for service is a priority uh, for uh, President Biden. The vaccination requirement for COVID does just that. Okay. So lucky for us, there is some positive movement in regards to this. Uh, there's a defense bill that will likely include the end to the military COVID vaccine mandate, a massive bill setting defense policy 
Galaxy is likely to end the military COVID vaccine mandate, a source familiar with the negotiations tells CNN. Coming on the heels of intense GOP lobbying to kill the mandate and acceptance from leading Democrats that it's time for a change. Now, this mandate has been in place for, what, a year and a half now? Ever since the vaccine was brought to market, this mandate has been in place. The damage has already been done in our military, in our police force, in our firefighting force, in our medical institutions. Yeah, maybe some of those nurses who actually wanted to give their own two cents on maybe, you know, the vaccine might not be right for you. Yeah, they got fired because they had their own freedom of thought and they didn't want to immediately listen to everything that the government was saying, which they've now backtracked on by the way. So the damage has already been done. We already have every branch of the military um, struggling to make its 2022 recruiting goals per NBC News and their own officials. With a record low number of Americans eligible to serve and few of those willing to do it, this is the year we question the sustainability of the all-volunteer force, said an expert. Also, you know, if they reinstate the draft. Good luck to the women out there. Um, congratulations. You guys are going to be drafted now because feminism. Good job, ladies. <sighs> different topic for a different day. So the damage has already been done. Uh, let's not forget the 2022 Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots that destroyed this nation where police were told to stand down and our government applauded the domestic terrorists that were throwing bricks at their head. Because of that, a direct result as well, NYPD officers quitting in record numbers amid growing issues over New York City crime. So you have our government that continues to release these criminals onto the street. You also have that same government uh, destroying our military, destroying our police force. Uh, we have nobody to protect us. That same government as well, impeding on our Second Amendment rights every single day. So we just have this lawless country where nobody can be protected. Everything seems out of control. What do we do? What's going on? We can't even recruit people. I don't know. Everything's crazy. Uh, one more headline too before we jump off the uh, topic. Worst is yet to come. This comes from the San Francisco Police Department. They may be short around 800 125 officers by the end of the year. So San Francisco looks like it's just set to become worse. Or maybe, maybe not. Maybe we have a solution, my friends. And that solution is AI. Now, we might not have the recruitment numbers for the military or for our police forces, but you know what? War is dangerous. Criminals are dangerous having to go and protect people on the streets or enforce the law is dangerous. So what if we just armed robots to take care of all of that for us? This came out from Fox News a couple weeks ago. San Francisco police proposed allowing robots to kill in rare and exceptional circumstances. Now, when this was initially being shared, people were like, um, did anybody watch iRobot? Did anybody watch The Terminator? Did anybody watch any movie that has to do with AI taking over and then killing humans because they get too strong and powerful and then we become eradicated? No, just me. Okay, great. So when this first came out, people were saying these robots are going to be armed with guns. But guys, that was actually incorrect. Don't worry. They're not arming the robots with guns in San Francisco. They're just going to violently explode next to you. That's that's all that's going to happen, guys. San Francisco authorities have proposed a policy that would allow its military-style robots to use deadly force in situations where someone's life is in danger and other dangerous instances. So it does seem a lot easier to propose something like this right now, right? When we do see those recruitment rates lowering, when we do see the lawlessness and crime, do you guys see how this all kind of works together and how it's all a part of a greater plan? Now we have the introduction of the police robots and that's kind of scary, but you know what's not scary, guys? 
maybe some driverless Ubers in Los Angeles. This comes from The Sun. Big Gamble driverless Ubers roll out in Las Vegas with plans to expand into other major cities. Now, Uber and self-driving company Motional announced a 10-year framework that is expected to create one of the largest fleets of automated vehicles within a ride-hail platform. And of course, my friends, this all-electric fleet will be a stepping stone towards Uber's goal of producing zero net emissions by 20. 30. Remember that date, okay? Because we're going to keep seeing it for some very strange and coincidental reason. 2030, all right? So maybe the police robots are super scary, but we like driverless vehicles, right? We, we liked the Tesla that could drive itself, that could drive better than a human being could. I mean, this is all about safety and protection, right? Yeah. So it's a good thing that we're going to have these driverless vehicles in Las Vegas. It's going to make traffic so much better. Um, let's not forget as well, California moving to accelerate to 100% new zero emission vehicle sales by 2035. Remember that California is going to be banning the sale of new gas powered vehicles by 2035 because carbon emissions. And then, you know, that's all incredible. We're helping the climate. We're right on track. And AI is simultaneously helping us with this. They're helping us with the crime. They're helping us with the climate emissions. Let's see what else AI can help us with. Um, from Fox News, the vast majority at Baltimore High School read at an elementary level, some kindergarten. Now, this is Patterson High School in Baltimore, where 77% of students tested at an elementary school reading level at the beginning of the 2021 to 2022 school year. Apparently, the graduation rate is 61%, and it was the Fox 45 investigative team that uncovered this. Um, this is an absolutely heartbreaking story here, because if you you know read on to it, uh, Patterson High School, apparently the most diverse high school in the Baltimore School District, with more than 480 students who took the I-Ready reading test, scoring at an elementary grade level, including 71 students who were reading at a kindergarten level, 88 students reading at a first grade level, and 45 students reading at a second grade level. So those are our high school students in America, but no need to fear, my friends, because while our taxpayer-funded and government-led education system seems to be failing the youth, we have this really fun thing called artificial intelligence that can come in and save the day. So this is from the New York Post that talks about scary AI chat GPT that could eliminate Google within two years. And it basically goes on to talk about how this chat, which a lot of people have been utilizing and chatting with, um, does a really good job of sounding very human, of coming up with these um, great scenarios. And at the bottom of this article, it actually talks about how students could potentially use this AI technology to start writing their essays for them. So we have an entire education system that has dumbed down our entire population, dumbed them down enough to not even be able to think for themselves, let alone read at an elementary level. And then you can couple that with this new AI technology that is now going to be able to think for you. So you're really not going to have to work. So what's the next natural step to that? Oh, Neuralink. But before we get to that, too, I just want to give you a quick example of this AI chat. Now, this is a guy using AI to talk to a woman on a dating app. So I'm just going to go ahead and commentate over this for you. So this woman's love language is quality time. So he goes into the AI chat bat, uh, bot and says, a girl I matched with on Hinge has quality time listed as her love language. 
uh, what potential messages can I send her? And then the AI chatbot starts sending all of these messages. And then the guy says, no, make it hornier and shorter because, you know, he's a guy and that's what guys do. Sends more options. He says shorter than that, sends even more options. And then he goes ahead and picks one, sends it to her. Boom. There you go. AI is now thinking for you and now running everything. And you might see this video and say, come on, Seth, it was a joke. It's a funny video. This guy's obviously, uh, you know, just highlighting here how, how much technology has progressed, but also to like this cool hack for the dude so you can talk to as many women as possible. It's funny now. Is it funny in five years when you don't know if you're talking to an actual human being or you're talking to somebody who is utilizing an AI chatbot to speak? through them, the human. And then, like I said, we're, we're taking that next natural step. Elon Musk expecting Neuralink's brain chip to begin human trials in six months. My good friend Libby Emmons, the editor of the Post Millennial, actually wrote a great piece about the dangers of Neuralink because a lot of people are saying, okay, this could help with paralysis. This could, this could help people who have uh, severe health effects and need help. So, you know, this is actually a great technology that could help people which I agree with if our government wasn't so corrupt and would take advantage of every single situation and take advantage of technology to surveil the American people, which they have been known to do time and time again. Edward Snowden, anybody? What, what happened to Edward Snowden? Wasn't that the guy who exposed that the NSA was spying on all Americans? Where is he currently at? Oh yeah, hiding out in a different country from our government. Right. So Neuralink, okay? Keep tracking with me here if you guys are just tuning into the show. We started off with how our government is allowing lawlessness to prosper on our streets while simultaneously uh, deterring people from joining our police forces and our military. And because of this happening, you know, in cohesion, we now have all of this, this lawlessness and nobody to respond to it. Introduce the armed AI robots and the surveillance systems and all of the AI chatbots that are super cool and fun and are going to make life super easy for us. Now introduce Neuralink. Everybody's uh, distracted right now by the Twitter files and all of the good things Elon Musk is doing while simultaneously kind of overlooking Neuralink. But we should definitely keep our eye on this because it is an example of greater things to come. Now, uh, another way too that the government uses fear and propaganda as a way to get us to bend the knee to a lot of these very interesting AI technologies that are being introduced. Um, climate hysteria. Now, I just talked about how Uber is trying to institute these driverless vehicles, uh, you know, zero carbon emissions by 2030. California, they want to do the same thing, uh, you know, all electric cars by 2035. We now have the iPhone. If you got the the latest update from Apple on your iPhone, they now have clean energy charging. In your region, your iPhone will try to selectively charge when lower carbon emission electricity is available. And then the average person as well, because they went to a government education system and they can't read past an elementary level, would say, oh, wow, yeah, climate change is really bad. I actually saw this video on Twitter um, that this guy posted from uh, Brazil where there's this extreme rainfall. And, you know, for my podcast listeners, what I'm playing on screen here is this guy panning um, 
and it's this street that's flooded. All the cars have water up to their windshields. And he captions it, to be honest, this seems worse than having the road blocked by climate activists for a few minutes. Now, my first initial response when I saw this was, you know what? If only three Just Stop Oils climate activists had just sat in the road just three days before this torrential rain, this wouldn't have happened. But the Just Stop Oil guys were too busy in the UK stopping climate change over there. They weren't able to make it over here to Brazil. And that is why there were torrential floods and rains. So we have a lot of people that are pushing this mentality, right? It's like we see flooding, we see hurricanes, we see weather that's happening. We see natural disasters which have happened and occurred throughout the course of human history. And we immediately say this has to do with climate change, which simultaneously AI can help us out with, guys. So on top of the zero carbon emissions from all of the AI-run vehicles, we have the Netherlands to buy out and close 3,000 farms to meet their climate goals. So that's what's currently going on in the Netherlands. And uh, there's that really interesting reoccurring date there, 2030. The Dutch government is planning to buy out and close as many as 3,000 farms in the country, exacerbating an already bitter dispute with growers as leaders attempt to have the country's nitrogen emissions by 2030. So guys, we're just doing it for the climate. Keep in mind as well, that the climate hysteria in our country and worldwide has gotten so bad that we have people legitimately questioning whether or not we should have kids because of climate change, with some researchers claiming that the best thing to do for the environment is to have fewer children because, uh, you know, children, more carbon emissions, more humans on the earth, not so great. Not so great, guys. I mean, the, the climate hysteria has gotten so bad that we have people that are so anxious about the climate that they want medically assisted suicide. This is a piece from Vice News from back in May of 2022. Now, that sounds crazy, but luckily for the climate activists that are experiencing this intense anxiety, medically assisted suicide is an availability in Canada. Do you see how all of these things are like kind of coming together all at the same time? Um, it's absolutely uh, beautiful to see, right? Mm, I don't know if that'd be the right word. So just to give you guys a little example of what's happening in Canada as well, um, Canada is among 12 countries and several American states where assisted death is permitted in certain circumstances. Um, so basically, they allow an assisted death if the person is suffering from a chronic painful condition. And can a chronic painful condition potentially be in anxiety-induced climate change? You're so scared that you're waking up in a cold sweat and you, you want to be a part of this medically-assisted suicide because you're so horrified at the state of the planet. Now, uh, this was hotly debated back in 2016 when it was originally enacted, but it has been publicly accepted since then with polls showing strong support. Through December of 2021, over 31,000 Canadians have received assisted deaths. Of those, 224 who died last year were not terminally ill, taking advantage of last year's amendment. So, okay, climate change is bad, but we have AI that's going to come in and help us reach that zero emission goal. Uh, you know, climate change is causing a lot of anxiety, but the, the immediate response is just to have less children and also to potentially be involved with a medically assisted suicide. If you feel that your carbon footprint is too much for the earth, we have solutions for you guys, my friends, that our own government is producing for us. And then you see stories like this one from CBC. Medically assisted deaths could save millions in healthcare spending. Now, there is actually, it was, um, let me see if I can find it for you here. It was a medical institute that was saying that um, 100 and 
$41 million could be saved via assisted suicide in Canada. And I want to see if I can find the actual... Okay, so I'm going to show you guys this in live time. So this is from the bioethics of georgetown.edu, okay? So this is their official website. Doctor-assisted suicide could save Canada $140 million a year. And if you click into this study... Oops, the page can't be found. And can that page not be found because the public hasn't fully adopted medically assisted suicide to the extent to where the bioethics research library was able to actually report on this because they put it out. They put the study out. It's right there for you. There was the headline, but now the page itself has been deleted. I guess it just hasn't been so widely accepted just yet. And I wonder why that is. Well, this is why. And I want to highlight for you guys the reality of all of these policies that our government is trying to push on us. Let's go ahead and go back to the electric vehicles and start off with them. Per the Daily Mail, Switzerland plans to ban electric cars from the roads and order game consoles turned off during power shortages in a bid to reduce energy consumption. Swiss have drawn up emergency plans to deal with energy shortages this winter. An emergency situation, electric vehicles will be banned for all but essential trips. Crisis restrictions could see all sports stadiums and leisure businesses closed. And the the thing I want to focus in on here um, is this portion that says that this actually mirrors COVID lockdowns. Um, this is where this inspiration for the design of these energy lockdowns is coming from. So it's designed to operate like COVID lockdowns with each stage triggered depending on the amount of energy available. And of course, the emergency plan is divided into two categories, emergency and crisis with three degrees of restriction in the list and four in the second. Um, so again, under the next level of emergency measures, shops will be asked to reduce opening times by up to two hours per day with electric vehicles limited to essential journeys only, attending a professional practice, food shopping, visiting the doctor, attending religious events, and attending court hearings you can do. But under those crisis measures, hot water will be turned off in public bathrooms, air conditioning in private homes will be barred, as will the use of electric leaf blowers. You can't have your Christmas lights on outside, escalators will be stopped, commercial ice machines will have to shut down, swimming pools shut down, sports stadiums will not be illuminated, nightclubs will be turned off, and cryptocurrency mining will be barred. Under the most extreme measures, all leisure businesses will have to close, and all sports match matches will be banned along with concerts, theaters, and operas. So there's the reality of, one, not having an electricity grid that can properly give you the green energy that you need, because in this article as well, it talks about how... Um, the, the Swiss use hydroelectric power for 60% of their energy. They try to say that it is because of the war in Ukraine that they're not able to get their energy. However, 60% of their energy is from hydroelectric power stations, which I would venture to say goes hand in hand with green energy policy. Very interesting there. So there's some of the realities of electric vehicles. But here is the AI portion that I wanted to warn you guys about. From Forbes, cops can extract data from 10,000 different car models infotainment systems. Now, 
The way that these cops can extract this data is if you have a high-tech vehicle, if you have one of those vehicles that you attach your phone to, which is basically every vehicle in the modern day. Now, while our media is telling you that it's going to be incredible for us to have driverless Ubers everywhere, well, it's going to be great for everybody to be driving an electric vehicle because it's going to stop carbon emissions, and then you won't have to be so scared of having to get a medically-assisted suicide because, you know, the carbon emissions are down and climate change isn't as bad now because AI helped us out with that. Uh, while we're, we're being distracted by that solution, the background to this is that the police are now going to be able to extract your data. Um, this went into how I believe it is Nissan and Honda can be hacked with a laptop to unlock or start a vehicle from a remote location that their uh, personal data can be raided and they can be located. So there are some realities of high-tech vehicles for you guys there. And I'm um, going back to those security robots that are going to be monitoring everything now that we no longer have a police force or a military and things are just super, super dangerous. Um, an Israeli facial recognition company also showed Forbes how its tech is being used at casinos to identify those on a watch list. Critics fear what will happen now that private entities across the world are being given powerful surveillance tools. So uh, again, I I'm going to give you guys a bunch more examples, but let me just bring it back home again. The government releases a bunch of scary criminals onto the streets. Everybody feels unsafe. The government simultaneously, uh, you know, kicks everybody out of the military and the police force who genuinely cares about the country and our amendments and wants to keep things safe. Um, they install robots for our safety and protection. This is the same government, by the way, that said that if you were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, whether you were peacefully protesting or you were in the Capitol building, they would love to see everybody there that day jailed as a domestic terrorist. Are those robots then going to be used to surveil you and where you're at? And I'm sure the government already has some type of watch list for people like myself who are um, sowing distrust in the government. Remember, it was, I believe, the DHS earlier this year or the FBI who updated their um, terrorism bulletin to say that if you sow distrust in the government, you could fall under the category of domestic terrorism. Remember that it was our own FBI that said the Gadsden flag and people who wave that could potentially be domestic terrorists. Do you see where this is all leading to, my friends? Yeah, very interesting. All in the name of safety. Keep in mind that we're already coming under that scrutiny of the government. Um, the IRS previously stating that Americans have to report payments on Venmo or PayPal over $600 and from unusual whales, they say. Last week, the Defense Department failed its fifth audit, unable to account for more than 61% of its assets worth about $1.8 trillion. But we know the good old government is going to be focused in on those American citizens that are not accounting for the $600 payment they got from their grandma over PayPal. That's our government for you. Now, let's talk about the climate hysteria, right? We saw that guy showing the video of the torrential rainfalls and how horrific everything were. And if it was just for the climate protesters who could have stopped traffic, all of that could have stopped, okay? The climate protesters are great. They're working hand-in-hand -hand to usher in uh, Agenda 2030, where we have zero carbon emissions, where we have AI helping us out with all of that. And um, everything's great. And there's no blood on anybody's hands anymore because the earth is happy and singing and we don't have a hole in the ozone layer anymore. We don't have global cooling or global heating or whatever it is now. Um, just wanted to highlight for you guys the reality of the Just Stop Oil protesters. From Fox News, climate protesters accused of blood on their hands after two die in a crash amid traffic from bridge 
protest. Now, apparently the traffic was reportedly backed up for six miles and caused a two hour delay. This was, of course, in England. And those were those just stop oil protesters who had this event, who had this shutdown of the highway of traffic and two people ended up dying in a crash because of these climate protesters. But yes, please continue to tell me how great these people are now. <clears throat> Going back into the people who want to die or don't want to, you know, repopulate the earth because of climate change. I forgot to say this earlier. You hear climate change. I hear population control because that's essentially what it is. You have climate alarmists telling people not to have children. You have climate alarmists telling people to get medically assisted suicide because of the climate. This is one of the fear tactics that the government also uses to usher in AI. Oh yeah, well the climate is getting so out of hand that we have to uh, have these AI vehicles where we can more easily track you, where we can more easily shut down your vehicle if we decide that you're on a terror watch list and uh, we can mine all of your data and we can also start your car or stop your car whenever we decide and we basically get to determine your movement. Also, Keep in mind, too, that um, California directly after saying they wanted to ban the sale of gas vehicles by 2035. I'm not joking. That same week, they were like, oh, by the way, can everybody stop charging their electric vehicles because our electricity grid can't handle it? But yeah, great idea for everybody involved. Uh, going back to the population control of climate hysteria, this comes from Mother Jones. Activist suicide indicate a wave of climate doomerism. So understand what is currently happening with this next generation that is so uneducated that they need the government to think for themselves. And then you have the media and you have all of these scientists coming in and saying that they should be involved in medically assisted suicide. Then you have the Canadian government pushing it as this beautiful thing where you should be responsible um, with your own life. And if you want to die, that's okay. Well, guess what? They took it a step too far and they wanted to go ahead and include the mentally ill in this. So this is the reality of Canada's uh, medically assisted suicide now from the AP. Disturbing experts troubled by Canada's euthanasia laws. Alan Nichols had a history of depression and other medical issues, but none were life-threatening. When the 61-year-old Canadian was hospitalized in June 2019 over fears he might be suicidal, his brother asked his or asked to bust him out as soon as possible. He asked his brother to bust him out as soon as possible. Within a month, Nichols submitted a request to be euthanized, and he was killed despite concerns raised by his family and a nurse practitioner. His application Application for euthanasia listed only one health condition as the reason for his request to die, hearing loss. Um, so again, the family argues that he had uh, a lack of ability to understand um, the process of why he couldn't hear. All he needed to do was put in his hearing aid, take the proper medicines to help him out. But because he was mentally ill, he just requested to be euthanized and then Canada did it. Population control, depopulation effort. That's exactly what this looks like to me. And it's absolutely horrifying that we have people in our society that are genuinely promoting this. Now let's go into the carbon emissions and the shutting down of farms. Let's see what's actually going on in Europe right now. This comes from Peter Sweden in parts of Germany. They are banning farmers from using nitrate fertilizers and Netherlands. They are seizing 3000 farms to meet climate goals. And um, he asks, are you realizing what is happening yet? In the Netherlands, they will be forcing farmers to sell their private land to the state. Protesting farmers have been thrown into plaque bans. This is a communist-style land grab, and that comes from his substack. So that is the reality of the 
net zero carbon emissions. You have farmers that are getting their land confiscated from them. You have farms being shut down. What do you think that's going to lead to? It's going to lead to mass starvation when people don't have food to eat because farmers are not creating enough food and there's not enough food to sustain that population. And if you make it through the AI surveillance, if you make it through the lawless state that we're all living through, if you make it from the government-promoted assisted suicides, there's still more that our government has pushed on us as a way to, like I said, I think, control the population. And I have to say I think here on YouTube because, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but the fact-checkers, the 20-year-old fact-checkers at YouTube are, the ones that decide whether or not my videos get taken down or stay up, they are the arbiters of truth who are allowed to, uh, you know, decide if what I'm saying is completely crazy or if it's a little bit true. So if you got through all of that, then you have COVID-19 that is still a very big issue in our society to go through. And all of the propaganda that came alongside that. Now, remember for the past two years, our government was saying that you had to get vaccinated or you were killing grandma. If you were not vaccinated, you did not care about your fellow man and you were basically the worst, most selfish person to walk on planet Earth. Well, the Washington Post came out with this fun little article that said COVID is no longer mainly a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here's why. And then they go on to say that for the first time, a majority of Americans dying from the coronavirus received at least the primary series of the vaccine. 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted, according to an analysis conducted for the Health 202 by Cynthia Cox, vice president at the Kaiser Family Foundation, a continuation of a trembling trend that has emerged over the past year. So again, Cox saying we can no longer say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated as it is the majority vaccinated people that are now dying. COVID-19. And we continue to see stories like this one pop up every single day, which is absolutely heartbreaking from the Metro. Sir Rod Stewart's son, Aiden, 11, rushed to the hospital amid a heart attack, fears after going blue during football match. Now, I've been monitoring the news extensively for the past five years, and I have never seen so many young kids have heart attacks as I have in the past two years. Just an observation that I want to make. Now, going back to what I was talking about as well, right? If you made it through all of the propaganda, you didn't fall for the government's lies the past two years, you still have the ability to critically think for yourself, you still have bodily autonomy, and you still believe in your God-given freedoms and rights. We have a large subset of the government and of our own society that is still going to target you and treat you as public enemy number one. Again, going back to the surveillance state that is going to be ushered in, remember when, and yeah, this was a couple weeks ago, when we had the World Health Organization talking about how we need a global digital, digital vaccine passport, there's that good old AI again, creeping in to make sure that we're all surveilled and we're all listening to the government. Remember the story that I just read about how Israeli facial recognition is putting people on a watch list? Do you think the unvaccinated would be on that watch list because they didn't listen to the government and their bioterrorists for spreading their virus around and not getting the government mandated vaccine? 
This is a story that I was reading, absolutely heartbreaking. Duke University surgeons are refusing a 14-year-old girl a kidney transplant because she has not received a COVID shot. Now, this is a 14-year-old girl named Yulia Hicks, and she was brought from the Ukraine to the United States back in December of 2018. She was given up by her first two adoptive families, but then she was adopted by Chrissy and Lee Hicks in 2021. She suffers from senior Loken syndrome, a genetic condition that is destroying her kidneys and eyes and will soon force her to have a kidney transplant. Now, doctors at Duke University have told her parents they will not give her a new kidney unless she's vaccinated against COVID-19, even though Yulia has already recovered from COVID. So absolutely heartbreaking story here um, where we're already or we're, we're continuing to see those in society who have still had the ability to rise past the government propaganda being targeted. And what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? I thought doctors were supposed to do no harm. I thought doctors were supposed to be saving people's lives. How do we get to this point where we now have doctors turning away a 14-year-old for a kidney transplant because she doesn't want to get vaccinated with a vaccination, which has been shown not to stop the spread of COVID-19? Interesting. Let's keep going. Per the Gateway Pundit, New Zealand health officials gained guardianship of a baby whose parents refused to use vaccinated blood for their son's surgery. Understand what governments are doing worldwide to people. They're targeting them and they're taking away their children. They're punishing those that refuse to bend the knee to the vaccine. Don't forget as well that back in 20, I believe this um, is from 2021, Democrats wanted that China zero COVID policy and 55% of them said that we should fine unvaccinated Americans. 59% said we should confine the unvaccinated to their homes. 48% said we needed to imprison those who questioned the vaccine. 47% said we should favor government tracking for the unvaccinated and 29% favored removing kids from the unvaccinated, which is something that we're currently seeing in the modern day. And do you think that the people who perpetuated all of these lies and government propaganda are ever going to be held to account? That's another reason why the Twitter files were very underwhelming for me, because I immediately thought, okay, great. We've known that big tech has been suppressing people. We've known that our government is corrupt. We know that Hunter Biden had corrupt business dealings with Ukraine and China. And he named Joe Biden. We know that Ashley Biden has written in her diary about her fa father inappropriately taking showers with her. We've known all of this. We've known that Dr. Fauci lied to us and, and misled our entire country for two years. We've known that Hillary Clinton has been corrupt and our own government has lied us into wars many a time. But is anybody ever held to account? Going again to the Twitter files. Mark Zuckerberg went on Joe Rogan's show just a couple months ago and talked about how the FBI specifically asked them to hamper, quote unquote, Russian propaganda. And then Facebook censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. Vijay Gaudet was working with the Department of Homeland Security to suppress, quote unquote, misinformation or what the government deemed misinformation about Biden's withdrawal of Afghanistan, racial justice, COVID-19 vaccination. This has been happening for a long time. No one's ever held to account. Perfect example is from the transcript of Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci's deposition the other day. According to the transcript, Dr. Fauci said, I don't recall 174 times, including when asked about emails that he sent, interviews that he gave, and other important information. 
Fauci sent a colleague an email in February of 2020 instructing her not to wear a mask when traveling, just a couple months later, of course, advocating for those universal mask mandates. One of Fauci's deputies joined a World Health Organization delegation to China in February of 2020 and in talking to Fauci afterwards was impressed with how the Chinese were handling the isolation, the contact tracing, the building of facilities to take care of people. So when you ask yourself the question, why is our government continuously lying to us and why is our government proposing no legitimate solutions to our problem? This is why. Because they are trying to enslave everybody. They are trying to usher in Again, if you will, a one world government. They're trying to make the entire population subservient. They don't want freedom. They don't want free thinkers. They don't want critical thinkers. They don't want traditional family because that would mean having a strong population that actually holds their government accountable and pushes back against them and doesn't want people like Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib in office. It it's a population that calls out Whoopi Goldberg or Joy Reid or Chris Cuomo or anybody that was or is in the media out for their lies. That's why they want us all subservient and dumbed down. That's why they want the AI to take over and surveil all of us. I'm consistently asking the question, do we even really have rights and freedoms in the United States of America in the modern day? Think about our First Amendment right. Do we truly have a First Amendment right? Or if you misgender somebody at work, do you get fired from your job? Do you have the freedom to say, no, I don't agree that the health secretary is a woman when that's clearly a biological male? Or can you potentially be canceled and fired for that? Can you call out certain groups in society? Or are you immediately going to be labeled a racist or whatever label and get kicked out of your business, kicked out of your bank, kicked out of any organization that you're with? Is your life going to be ruined? Do we really have freedom of speech in this country anymore? Do we really have a Second Amendment? You go to a blue city, go try to exercise your Second Amendment rights in Chicago, in New York, in California. Good luck. If you read the Second Amendment, it says, shall not be infringed. Yeah, it's getting infringed every single day. We have Joe Biden, the president of the United States, calling for an assault weapons ban. I've said it before. I'll say it again. What is an assault weapon? These hands can be an assault weapon. Anything can be an assault weapon. You can't ban assault weapons. So our Second Amendment continuously being infringed upon. What about our uh, Sixth Amendment? All right. The right to a, a public trial, a, a speedy, fair trial. An impartial jury was reading this story today from the Gateway Pundit. January 6th, political prisoner Pete Schwartz, juror number eight, flipped me off as they read the guilty verdict against me. Keep in mind that a lot of these January 6th defendants have been locked up in jail cells. The key has been thrown away. They are living in horrid conditions and they are not being awarded their Sixth Amendment rights. Again, here is the actual um, definition of that. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the rights of criminal defendants, including the right to a public trial without unnecessary delay. Yeah, throw that one out the window. The right to a lawyer, the right to an impartial jury, throw that one out the window because clearly based off of this story here and multiple other stories coming from the January 6th defendants, the jury in Washington, D.C. is most definitely not impartial. So we don't have our Sixth Amendment rights. Do we truly have freedom in the United States of America anymore? Think about that. Now, we are making moves in the right direction. And again, this is why censorship was so important, because people like the gold star mother who slammed Joe Biden's son for her or slammed Joe Biden for her son's death in Afghanistan. 
They were censored off of Twitter. She has since been reinstated. Why this woman was censored? Well, it's because per the DHS, she was probably spreading misinformation about Biden's incredible withdrawal of Afghanistan. If you guys don't remember how that went down, Biden basically did the withdrawal in the worst possible way. And 12 of our service members died because of that. And don't forget what Joe Biden did as their caskets were being received back here in the States. He was looking down at his watch. The parents were horrified. And then they were censored off of the internet when they accused this administration. Now let's go ahead and touch on the Twitter files a little bit because we will talk about it. Matt Taibbi was at the forefront of releasing these documents. And this is a 36 long um, tweet thread. You guys can go read it for yourself. But the basics of it is that we had... Democrat politicians working in tandem, I believe some just, you know, the government as a whole working in tandem with big tech to kind of uh, silence, censor and oppress whoever they wanted on these platforms. Matt Taibbi says uh, the Twitter files and I quote, the First Amendment isn't absolute. And the biggest revelation and takeaway from this was that the U.S. government was working to suppress journalists. What happened to freedom of the press? One A from breaking the story because they deemed it misinformation and they asked that it be handled. And it gets even crazier. This just came out yesterday. Elon Musk confirms James Baker, former FBI counsel, was fired from Twitter after Hunter laptop revelations. Now, apparently, this former FBI agent was going through the Twitter files before releasing them to Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, many people asking, so what did this guy delete before releasing the Twitter files to these two journalists? What did he maybe keep to himself before releasing these Twitter files? Very interesting. Let's keep going. Elizabeth Warren was asked about her thoughts on Elon Musk owning Twitter and being allowed to dictate who is allowed to say what. Her response was absolutely comical. Listen in. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. Now, did Elizabeth Warren have this same energy for the past, um, I don't know, four years, five years, six years, when it was the opposite way, when it was the other way around, when it was radical liberals that went by Zizier, them, it, they, when they were allowed to dictate what science was? when they were allowed to dictate what reality was, when it was Mark Zuckerberg or just Jack Dorsey being allowed to decide who can speak and who couldn't. She didn't seem to have a problem with it then. But now that Elon Musk is allowing more light uh, to be shed upon a lot of the corruption that has been happening happening inside of Twitter, he is now being targeted. He said that he he's fearing for his life right now. That he fears an assassination attempt. The government, our own government, has said that they are keeping a close eye on Elon Musk. Yes, the man that is bringing both sides of the aisle to a platform so they can both speak. They're focusing in on Elon Musk, not Sam Bankman-Fried, 
who defrauded people out of billions of dollars. Not Ghislaine Maxwell, who still has that client list full of pedophiles that we're just never going to know about. Not maybe, you know, Zelensky, where all of our billions of dollars are going and how our U.S. arms are ending up in um, the black markets of Ukraine. No, they're going to focus in on Elon. They're going to focus in on you and your $600 PayPal payment, not any of the real bad guys in society. This is what's happening to Elon. San Francisco building inspectors are launching an investigation into reports that Twitter has converted several office rooms at its headquarters into sleeping quarters for employees. We need to make sure the building is being used as intended, SFDBI rep tells KQED News. So you have the full force of every organization and intelligence agency working against Elon Musk because he has the audacity to uh, bring free speech back to Twitter. Meanwhile, we have a uh, Nigerian leaders issuing warnings that weapons sent to Ukraine are ending up in the hands of terrorist groups in North Africa. But uh, yeah, let's not look into that. Let's just go ahead and all clap as uh, Zelensky is named Times 2022 Person of the Year. Just to give you guys a little bit of international news before we wrap up here as well, um, Brazil conservatives present election fraud catalog and call for an international investigation. So in Brazil, they are still fighting for their elections. They said that their elections were stolen by Lula from Bolsonaro. There are huge protests where millions of people in Brazil are currently protesting, and you now have calls for internal uh, international investigations. And if you actually read into this article um, as well, um, so they provided a catalog of voter suppression and election manipulation tactics used by the leftist Supreme Court in Brazil. And they alleged the Supreme Court um, of punishing opinion crimes, a crime that does not exist in Brazilian criminal law, bypassing the jurisdiction of Congress, unconstitutional ban on publishing reasonable professional criticism of the insecure and vulnerable Brazilian electoral process, unlawful investigations that undermine the constitutional powers of the Attorney General and Justice Department, and the list goes on and on. Uh, really, really interesting to see Brazil being able to do that. Hmm. We don't need anything like that here in the United States, though, because our elections are free, fair, and very, very secure and always fortified for the correct political party to be in power and lead us into a prospering economy as we are all currently living through now. Anyways, guys, that's what I wanted us to be focused in on. To be quite honest with you guys, I was kind of bored with the news cycle last week, which is why on top of traveling extensively, I wasn't as passionate about doing the show because I don't ever want us just focusing in on this small, minute issues. I want us to take a step back and always look at the broader picture here, right? I want us to not ask the question of why is it that governments refuse to crack down on lawlessness and crime? Oh, it's because of Democrat leadership. It's because of progressivism. It's because of this or that. No, it is because they are utilizing this tactic to push in an even uh, worse authoritarian overreach. Understand what is currently happening right now, whether it's climate hysteria or criminals being utilized to, uh, again, push the AI surveillance state more and more. I hope you guys are able to see now the broader picture of how we have gotten to where we have currently, currently gotten to. I have been looking into the Council on Foreign Relations. I would highly encourage everybody to look into this organization because it's essentially like um, a very secretive group that is allowed to dictate our international policy and our U.S. policy. These are not elected officials. Sounds just like the World Health Organization or, um, you know, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, 
George Soros, unelected officials that have so much power and money that they're allowed to influence our policy and influence our government. Very interesting how that continuously keeps happening. Um, but essentially, the book that I'm reading is saying that the Council on Foreign Relations was essentially created to sway public opinion into accepting one world government and globalism and understand that that is what is happening right now with progressivism, with the crime and the lawlessness, with the climate hysteria. This is being used to sway public opinion into accepting AI surveillance, into accepting the government taking more power and more control over our everyday lives. And with that, I am wrapping this episode of Rapid Fire. Again, a special shout out to our sponsor, Old Country Soap. Use coupon code SAV for 20% off of your order. I promise you, you are going to absolutely love this product. Uh, also remember to go check out my website, savsaysofficial.com, where you can always find my work. Remember, my friends, if you can ever find me here on YouTube, if you guys are like, hey, where's Sav? She hasn't posted in a week or two. It's most likely because I've gotten banned. So remember, you can always find me on Rumble. You can find me again on Twitter. You can find me on multiple platforms. Links are down below. Also, if you like watching this show, um, but you know, maybe you don't pay for YouTube premium and you just want to listen to the audio, you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you do like the show. It helps us grow in the charts and it helps other people find the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know what you thought of the show. Let me know what you think about the lawlessness and crime, what you think of AI, what you think of Neuralink. I want to know everything. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Savannah Hernandez, and I'll see you guys next time.